hard week two. So what a great week one in the NFL, and all anybody wants to talk about is Ray Rice. Man, I'm getting sick of it. I, mean, I understand the issue, but this has been going on for months now. Like, wh- what do you really think happened when he was dragging her out of the elevator? We already knew what happened. It's not a surprise. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I think it was uh, Gabe Morenz, he said, if you look outside and see there's snow, you don't need to know that it snowed last night. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I-, I think enough has been said about that. Um, I'm really looking forward to one of the biggest days of the year. I have two of them. Yep. Whenever the Steelers are playing the Ravens, and that game is tonight. I got yep. the ribs season. Going to throw them on a barbecue in a little while and uh, get a couple keys cold for this one. But Steelers-Ravens, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's going to be interesting, man. I've been, I know I asked you about this a couple days ago, and I've been going about it in my, in my betting circle to find out, you know, which way to go. To capitalize on the tragedy, mm-hmm. do you go with the team that has a lot of distractions, or do you go with them and trust them that they're going to have one of these crazy speeches that you know Ray Lewis probably used to give in the face of adversity that brings everybody together? So, I also think it's one of those things when the Steelers are playing the Ravens, everybody's hyped up anyways. So I think you throw all that stuff to the side. I was just more surprised last year that the Dolphins were able to put it together with, because you're taking two key guys out of that lineup, you know, when it came to the offensive line. So I'm surprised that they were able to get over it and it wasn't an issue. So I think the Ravens are going to get through it. They got strong leadership, despite what Ed Reed says. That's curbing your enthusiasm there, Deal. See, this this is going to be a very interesting matchup, which I'll tell you right now, um, and this is not going to be one of my five bets because it's a total but i'm playing the over mm-hmm. tonight and um i'm actually i did a teaser of pittsburgh i got pittsburgh plus 10 mm-hmm. so it's usually a close game field goal game pittsburgh plus 10 and the over um over 37 okay nice yeah i don't believe in either one of these defenses man after i saw mm-hmm. billy hole and I guess that's a that's a decent place to start because we both had Pittsburgh minus six and a half last week. And I'm going to have to call you out and tell everybody what you texted me Yeah. during the game last week. Um, and uh, you, you were very hyped during that first half. Oh, how couldn't you be? Yeah. You know, the Steelers were dominating. We were just crushing them. Getting up 27, <laughs> like 27-3. I was calling Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, he did. Steelers are going to the Super Bowl and second text, Le'Veon Bell for MVP. Oh, I still think you might get the MVP. And uh, and bang, Billy Ho dropped 24 unanswered on you guys and tied up the game after it being 27-3 to in the first half. Billy Ho drops 24, tied 27-27. And similar to what I said in the first podcast that – I could definitely see, for some reason, it being a weird game and Pittsburgh having to come down the last drive and kick a field goal to win. That's exactly what happened. It happened. And uh, I was actually surprised that Cleveland didn't go for it where they were. I think they were on you guys, like, 46-yard line. They're on the road. No reason they should even be in the game. You got to go for it. It was like fourth and seven or something. I love calls like that because, of course, they're going to get 
overanalyzed afterwards, but it's one of those things where you just kind of have to go for it in that position that they were in. So I understand why they didn't. But more so than anything, it really shows how crazy football is. And it's one of those things you kind of forget in the offseason that um, teams make these dramatic comebacks and momentum plays such a big factor. I mean, everybody was seeing Jacksonville jump up to a 17-0 halftime lead. Anybody who had Philly on that spread of 10 and a half thought, you know, it's over. You know, I might as well rip up that pro-line ticket. I'll check some other games. And then they come back. You know, New England leading that game, one of my picks, and Miami coming back to win that. So there's always crazy things that are happening. Crazier things are going to happen this weekend. So, But it's, it's one of the things I love about it. You know, Miami was one of my – I didn't take them on the five picks. Wish I did because it always happens every year, man. We brought it up. Miami's going to play them tough. They won last year in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um and it's pretty crazy, man, when the spread's involved. Like, you lost two of your picks on half a point each. Yeah. It's tough. It's a crazy way to lose, man. And Tampa, which was my lock, um, was very disappointing because of how bad a bad Derek Anderson. Yeah. Uh, and even worse. D. Uh, Anderson. McCown, Josh McCown. Like, this, these guys are just the worst, man. It was the worst game to watch. We had to turn it off, actually. Yeah, what a matchup, yeah. Yeah, the 4 o'clock bad. time sucked. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dallas just getting crushed early on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and only two games to choose At least from. we got a few more games this week for it. There's a couple more, right, at, uh, at 4 o'clock yeah. this time? Yeah. Tampa's still back there, and that's uh, that's got to be the ugliest game of the the week, the Tampa and St. Louis. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got the Seattle-San Diego. That's a nice matchup. Um, you got the KC and Broncos. Um, actually, the other ones are pretty nasty, man. Houston-Oakland. Mm. Jets-Green Bay. Uh, even though there's more games, it doesn't mean there's any good ones. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But the 1 o'clock is, uh, is pretty nice, man. Yeah, some really nice one o'clock games, and um, oh, we'll get to those. What do you? What's your other things that you take away from uh, week one? I think Seattle looks pretty dominant, but I'm not ready to crown them. Mm-hmm. I think Detroit looks pretty solid, but it's hard to say against the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's a couple for me. Well, we talked about some of the teams that we we're down on, some of the ones that we are up on. My Tennessee Titans, yeah, dominant, yeah, as they should on the road in KC, which Arrowhead used to be one of those places that people hated to to play at, and uh, used to be intimidating. But you know, has KC regressed that much? I don't know. And but Tennessee looks great. You know what? I didn't realize that they had Dexter McCluster on that team, mm-hmm. which is really nice. So I I like Tennessee. I like their defense. I like their offense. Um, I'm still calling them for the uh, AFC South champion. I um, I also said I was a little bit down on New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the loss of Darren Sproles. And, you know, their offense were just fine last week, actually. And the pick that you won on, Atlanta plus three, 
they just went up and down the field on New Orleans defense. Yeah, yeah, which is supposed to be an improved defense. A little bit concerning, man. And even when I was wondering, you know, who is Atlanta going to run with? Well, they're going to run with anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just pass it all over New Orleans. Yeah, Matty Ice putting up huge numbers. Yeah, so it's um, a little bit crazy, man. But I, I heard a, I can't remember where I heard this, but no team is as good as they look. Yeah. And no team is as bad as they look from week to week in the NFL. So I think there's been a lot of overreactions, especially on the uh, point spreads. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that because uh, I'm trying to take advantage of some of those overreactions. And those will factor right into these, uh, these picks for this week. Now, I said Larry Foote was only good <laughs> on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yeah. My man was dominant. Yeah, against San Diego on that I late saw that. night game. I, I saw Larry Foot just take over the game. I'm like, where did this guy come from, man? I so, love how they always bring in these ex Steelers. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I had to, uh, I had to eat my words on Monday. Larry Foot made me eat him. So that was a crazy game too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched that one on the replay on the treadmill in the morning, yeah. and. Um, it had me captivated the whole time. I, I started doing some extra time on there because I was I was impressed. It was a good back and forth game, um, and Arizona came out with a W against yeah. one of your surprise teams. And a lot of people have been on San Diego's bandwagon, um, so it was nice for them for Arizona to steal that W because they're going to need that in that competitive division. Yeah, it's um, it's some interesting schedules they got going in the, in this round as well. Um, I guess we can go over our picks for week one yeah yeah and uh i edged you out doesn't mean i did well though i went two and three and uh you went one and four yeah it's tough it's tough i mean it's it's always tough when like denver was so dominant and then i don't know how andrew luck does this always comes back i was like i'll forget i'm not gonna watch the game but but uh I, i look in the morning and i see the score i can't believe that he started coming back when the score at halftime, actually, I laid a halftime bet. I saw Denver came out real hard. Yeah. Luck at that one touchdown before the end of uh, yeah yeah the second quarter, but I did uh, I did a bet on Indy, just money line yep. for the uh, second half. It was like I knew it was good from the time I bet it, and um, it was it was such easy money. Andrew Luck just scoring, you know. Getting seeing the back door open, and they had a chance to come back and actually tie it. Yeah, I, I can't right believe it, man. The doorstep is crazy. So that that won't kill me, but what are you gonna do? You gotta be disappointed in those New York Jets too, man. Just yeah, let the oh, garbage touchdown goodness. by Oakland right at the end. They don't oh. care. It's terrible. So, yeah, just just to just to win by five points and not cover the five and a half. Like what kind of when is that, man? Like, just let him in on some nonsense touchdown to Oakland. Hate it, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Pittsburgh was legit. Miami legit beat New England. St. Louis got smoked by Minnesota. Sean Hill got injured, and they had some rookie quarterback in there or something. <laughs> I don't even know the guy's name. Austin Davis, I believe. Austin Davis throwing a table on Austin. I think it was the same guy. Playing quarterback and wide receiver because hitting nobody. 
Here's a question. Uh, At what point does somebody call Josh Freeman, though? Uh, don't know if they do. Is he done? I don't know what happened to him. What about the, um, remember the guy that came in after Josh Freeman? You had, um, Grad Kelsky. Where'd that guy go? Greg Kowski? Yeah. He's in Pittsburgh, man. Mm. Backup quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I, You know what I was surprised? Uh, still going back to Tampa quarterbacks, right? We're talking about Josh Freeman. Yeah. Is why wouldn't Tampa just throw in Mike Glennon? I thought he was decent last <laughs> season, man. He, big, tall guy, Glennon. Isn't he like a seven-foot, like a Powell? I was saying he could win uh, Rookie of the Year last year, too, just because there wasn't anybody really standing out. But come on, man! Everybody was on Josh's. Uh, you know, they would. Everybody was saying that he should be getting a contract and starting somewhere. So I'm not that that surprised that he's starting. And it's good backup quarterback option. So if he falters, bring in that kid. You know what's funny is Josh McCown played so well last year, right? Uh, for the Bears, while Jay Cutler was injured, right? That's yeah. that's why he got all this accolades and whatever and high expectations for this season. But. He was playing under Mark Tressman's offense last season. Mm-hmm. And Lovey Smith reminded us why he's all <laughs> Lovey Smith. Yeah. Same predictable offense, boring. And McCown played like crap when he ever came in when Lovey Smith was coaching, too. That's true. He was yeah. no good when Lovey Smith was there. Yeah, it really shows that offensive system really goes into a player's success. Yeah, like they didn't even get it out to Vincent Jackson, I don't even think once. Like, I, I didn't see anything going on for Tampa. I know Derek Martin couldn't run. You had to air it out against a team like Carolina. You're not going to run against them. Tough defense, yeah. Tough defense all around, though. Tampa should have had that, man. Even even though they were down they were down by, um, by four, they could have came back and still covered the spread. They had a, a pick six just given to Goldston. <laughs> Um, I think it hit his face mask. <laughs> that was like right into there. And then um, they even had the ball for the uh, two-minute drill for the game-winning drive. And they gave it to uh, that quarterback. What is it? Rainey? Ganey? And the first play of the two-minute drill throws a check down to Rainey. And uh, the guy gets hit and he fumbles. <laughs> like It was just the worst game to watch if you are backing Tampa. Yeah. 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 But anyways... Two and three and one and four, I guarantee we're going to do better than that and start to uh, get these records up, man. Let's go. All right, man. So what's your uh, – I'll give you my first pick for week one. And this is not based on overreaction of anything. This is based on the fact that I watched some of that Carolina game. I saw how bad they are. I know where they're (laughs) vulnerable is on checkdowns. Okay, not on the run game. Nobody's going to run on them. But they're vulnerable in the air. Mm. And Carolina's only offense, D'Angelo Williams was running pretty well against Tampa. He's not going to run against Detroit. That's the only place Detroit's defense is actually good is in the front seven. In the back, I'm not sure. And they're injured as well. But I'm going to take Detroit, who's getting points, plus two and a half. Um, and most betting websites are, you can find three points out there. So that's a great spread to find. Um, I'll take Detroit by two, plus two and a half on my first pick. I had the same one. I don't okay. have Pittsburgh this week, but I had Detroit. And um, 
Yeah, I, I just think that the Panthers are, are down for a let-up. And I, I've been feeling Detroit, so I had to go with them. But uh, speaking of the, the week one and, and seeing the team and a team that really let us down last week, well, let me down, was New England. Yep. And so I got to grab them minus three against the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my God. I think you... Did I send you my pick earlier or something? <laughs> I got I, the same thing going on. Well, see, I like the stat about last year New England lost to Cincy. Yep. When Mike Zimmer, the defensive coordinator at that time in Cincinnati, um, really had maybe figured out Tom Brady, or at least on that afternoon. And he's the head coach in Minnesota, and Minnesota came up with that big week one win and with a dominated offense, too. I just can't see the Patriots going 0-2. And unless this spread was like more than a touchdown, I have to go with Tom Brady. It's hard not to. And... Um... Yeah, that's one of my picks is New England minus three, but for a, for a few different reasons. You know, at first I was thinking, you know, Miami ran wild on New England, mm-hmm. and Minnesota is running two dynamic guys in Adrian Peterson and Cordero Patterson, and I thought, you know, is it Cordero or Cordero? I, I still haven't figured that out, but man, that dude looks sick. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's uh, busting some moves. He's crazy man. He has that Percy Harvin out of the backfield type of stuff too, as well as receiving. So he he's just a dangerous player, and that's the kind of guy that you know. I don't feel New England can match. But here's the thing: Tom Brady didn't complete a pass over 20 yards last week. Um, and I think one of the reasons is they were playing. I think it was. I think it might have set a record last week, but mm-hmm. if it didn't, it's almost close. It was one of the hottest temperature games for an NFL game. Oh yeah, last season, yeah, in Miami, and that's not good for a team like New England. And right. Even yeah. though Minnesota is now an outdoor stadium that they're playing in right now, uh, the University of Minnesota, I yeah, think they're playing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And they are already going uh, with this. It's going to be decent weather, like cool weather. It's not going to be hot, hot. It's going to be more to Tom Brady's liking. Yeah. Um, they don't have crazy dynamic guys, but they do have an improved defense, man. They got Revis. They still got um, yeah. a few nice linebackers there. They, they they quietly have a decent defense, but let's see if they can put it together. But just like you said, until they lose two times in a row, I'm just going to roll with it and see what happens, man. I You know, this is almost one I don't mind if I get it wrong, too, because I'd love to see New England go 0-2. Yeah, I wouldn't like to see Minnesota go 2-0. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, on your side. That's the other side. That'd be amazing. Um, This one's a big overreaction from week one. KC got throttled by Tennessee last week. And one thing that I'm not sure if we brought up here, but they didn't have Dwayne Bolt. Mm -hmm. Pretty much their go-to guy um, as a receiver. And I think they get him back this week. And Denver, as much as, you know, they're, they're, nobody's going to look at the fact that they lost a backdoor cover to Indy. Nobody cares about that. It was just a, you know, they're looking at them like, oh, yeah, they beat Indy. They put up tons of points. Peyton Manning looked great. Um, a lot of people went to sleep after the, uh, the first half. So <laughs> that was it. And they looked great. This line before the season opened deal was Denver minus six and a half. Is it now Denver minus 13? Yeah. 
That's way too many men. I'm just going to take the KC side um, and think that they're going to keep it close. I think they're going to keep it on the ground with a lot of Jamal Charles. Really, really keep it on the ground and uh, try to play the ball control game. And with Alex Smith and his uh, short passes, I think they can, even if they don't run it well. You'll never believe who I have. <laughs> KC? I, I had the same thing, but, you know, just, just to make things interesting, I'm I make a few extra picks, too, so I'm going to throw in one of my bonus ones instead of having three of the same. But, yeah, I had KC as well for everything you just said. I think anytime it's double digits and it's that high, um, you've got to go with the underdog. Yeah. And Alex Smith, yay, sometimes can be that game manager and a pedestrian quarterback, but sometimes he can air it out, too. So if, if the score gets a little high, I think he can uh, stick around. But with that said, let me take... Washington minus six against Jacksonville. Mm, everybody down on everybody hating on RG three. I can't believe it. Me included. <laughs> Let's put in Cousins. Let's put in Cousins. I, I can't wait for like week four. If if Washington uh, doesn't start winning some games, they're really going to be clamoring for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I was the most popular guy in town, man. The backup <laughs> quarterback. Uh, yeah. It's uh, very similar to like a mayoral race here. <laughs> the, the people, you know, the council people that are attacking the uh, the mayor yeah. are the most popular people. Yeah, if I was mayor, I would do this and yeah. I would do this and I would do this. Yeah, sure, man, yeah. And then you get there. Yeah. So that's kind of like the backup quarterback, man. Everybody thinks Kirk Cousins is this great player, but seriously, come on now. Yeah, you know. I you gotta give her a shot. So, uh, what else you got, man? <sighs> I got uh, AFC North. We're gonna go there, mm. and I'm gonna take Cincinnati minus five. Yes, Cincinnati. Um, I thought they played pretty well against Baltimore, but they didn't get into the end zone. So I think they had like to start the game. They had five field goals. I think mm-hmm. it was like 15 points they had just from field goals. They're in the red zone a lot. They just didn't capitalize. Atlanta doesn't have the defense to capitalize. Atlanta is coming off of their Super Bowl. <laughs> they just beat the New Orleans Saints. Oh, come on. having a crappy season last season. Yeah, they're not celebrating like that, though. Oh, they're celebrating. It was at home. It was in their dome. Um, and now they're going outdoors. And it's not going to be cold yet, but they're outdoors. They're not in their element. Um... They won't be able to run the ball. And here's the thing. They just lost. Um, they were down their right tackle mm-hmm. um, before the season. That right tackle moved to left tackle. I think this guy named Matthews. Yeah. He just got injured last week. Yeah. So they're not playing with a starting right tackle or a starting he, left tackle. He's a rookie throws. anyways. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're down guys. And... Cincy is not the team to be down guys on the front line against. They have good pass rushers. Um, they can get to the quarterback. They can get to Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan usually needs some time to get to his guys, man. More, those guys aren't just quick, quick route runners. All the receivers that he has are more down the field options. And I believe in Cincy's defense. I think Cincy could blow him out, man. Uh, I'm going to take Cincy minus five. We got an interesting one now. All right. Because I'm taking right. ATL. I like it. I like the weapons, man. I like Julio Jones back there. I like Roddy White. And you weren't watching Hard Knocks, right? No. 
Uh, I got to make sure this guy made the team, but he had a great nickname. Yeah. He's from the Netherlands. Yeah. So they called the boy Amsterdam. <laughs> He's one of the receivers too. Yeah. Amsterdam, one of the receivers. I think ATL could come in and win this game. I think that high-octane offense will keep on going. I don't know if your boy Andy Dalton could come up and respond. So I, I like this one. At least we got one going against each other. I got ATL, man. Plus yeah, five. Yeah, good, man. This yeah, yeah. Good. I'm looking forward to this game now. We still got our uh, – so now we got our locks, man. Yeah. We got our locks to go. What do you got, man? I'm going – It's not the same as me. <laughs> I, maybe it is against uh, you on this one because I'm going to go against your boy, Billy Howe. Oh, okay, okay. I got New Orleans. Minus six and a half against Cleveland Browns. Yep. Just, you know, when you're talking about New Orleans, you're talking about a team that really airs it out. And so I'm not believing in the Browns' defense to the point that they can stop Drew Brees and the amount of weapons that he has. I like it. Um I liked it from last week, but then I saw a bunch of stats and math and trends that play against this pick. Mm -hmm. Just New Orleans being outdoors, New Orleans being on the road, New Orleans playing on the road after a divisional game. Yeah. Just all these stats that play against them, and it kind of scared me off of uh, the New Orleans pick. But I I have played it on a couple teasers already. Mm -hmm. So So New Orleans just has to win, and I don't see any scenario where... Cleveland beats New Orleans. Um, and my lock is very close to home. Your Buffalo Bills. Mm, mm, I like it. The upset special of last week took out Chicago on the road for one, probably the most impressive win. Yeah, it probably was. Of the week, man. Like, they just <laughs> went up there. Everybody for the team played well. And then they had the exclamation point with uh, Fred Jackson stiff arming. Yes. <laughs> What is it, Conti? <laughs> Whatever his name is on the Bears. It was classic. The oldest running back in the league. Yeah, man. It was great. So it was a it was a nice heartfelt victory. But here's the thing. Miami um, is coming off of beating their own Giants in New England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a divisional thing. They were up for it. They were this. They were jacked for that game. Again, here's the thing. Uh, one thing I, I learned... Um, from from a Vegas expert I listened to, Warren Sharp. The Buffalo Bills actually have the fourth best home field advantage in the league behind Seattle, Denver, and New Orleans. Buffalo Bills crowd doing it. So it's uh, it started off as Buffalo minus one and a half, minus one. Now it swung the other way. Everybody's, you know, thinking Miami's going to do it, mm-hmm. that they're a stronger mm-hmm. team because they beat New England. And people just think Chicago is pretty crappy, so it's no big deal that Buffalo won. But it is a big deal, and Buffalo does very well at home games. Um, they're a different team. It's their home opener. The crowd is going to be amped. And uh, Buffalo Bills are my lock of the week, plus one. If there was any game to go see in Buffalo, this would be a great game to see. Because what a week it's been for Buffalo. Yeah. On top of that win, I love how everybody was talking about E.J. Manuel and yep. his speech. Yeah. I, I just love it. I love when quarterbacks take that leadership role and inspire the team. And I haven't heard the speech. I haven't heard what he said. But 
just that that feeling that he he took control of the team, especially when people were saying Kyle Orton's going to come in and who knows with the head coach and the ownership's up in the air, a new owner's going to fire everybody. But that comes back to my next point is the ownership situation is finally settled in Buffalo. Pagula bought the team, owns the Sabres as well, and he's going to keep them in Buffalo and he's going to bring stability to that franchise. He already knows a lot about Buffalo, and I think that's a key point in an owner of the Bills is just knowing the culture, knowing the city, knowing what they want. It's um, it's a big move. No Bon Jovi, huh? <laughs> no Bon Jovi. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's coming to Toronto in our lifetimes. Yeah. Um, there's already you know, enough Toronto teams. Don't so. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know, if you asked me like five, six years ago, I would have been like, oh, Toronto should get an NFL team. We will. But seeing the apathy when uh, the Bills came to town, seeing how they shut down the tailgating, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad, man. And, uh, you know, I think you've been to one and I've been to... I didn't go to one at all. You never went? I went to one, unfortunately. Yeah. And it was the worst sporting experience I've ever been oh. to. The worst. And uh, everybody who is a Bills fan has the same sentiment. Everybody who is just a football fan in general has the same sentiment. So it was a negative experience to go to the Bills in Toronto. It made no sense. And it takes away just what I talked about. The Bills having one of the best home field advantages in the league. Yeah. It takes away that one game. Which is big. If you're going to bring them here, at least open up the the Sky Dome, the Rogers Center, so that it kind of creates that same similar kind of conditions. But, uh, but yeah, it's just terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. So they don't deserve a a football team. That's it. Last question for you, man. I mean, talking about things that flop, just Mm -hmm. like uh, the Bills coming. Mm -hmm. Heard something else flop last night. Mike Tyson was at the ACC. I guess uh, it didn't go so well. Not too many people showed up. I thought that publicity stunt would have brought more people out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, what would you think about his uh, his interview with Nathan Downing? Oh, I actually commented on Nathan. I thought that was nonsense, man. What kind of stuff are you bringing up? He calls Mike Tyson a rapist. Well, he is. And, yeah, back in the day. But you're going to label him like that now? You still call him a rapist right now? What's Mike Tyson's play about? I don't even know. Exactly. It's the undisputed truth or whatnot. It's just a one-man thing of him talking. So to me, (laughs) you've got to be able to know how to respond to that question. All All you have to do is say, you know what? That's what I'm going to be addressing tonight is how I move past this issue. But you take ownership, you get beyond it. Um, I think it was a decent question. I don't think he was hitting below the belt. And I think that's a perfect opportunity for him to express himself. But he didn't do that. But what he did was he gained a lot of publicity. That that thing's everywhere now. And so it achieved this point. I don't like it at all, man. I think it was like a Weasley journalist kind of question. I'm not. I'm usually not on the journalist side, man. Because I, I got to think, you know, what if I was in that position being interviewed? And I thought still Mike Tyson still had the composure. Like he didn't get up. He didn't raise his voice, nothing like that. He called him a rat piece of shit, which, you know. I'm on TV. It's a low blow, man. I like my man Rob Ford. And he's like, you know, what do you think about Rob Ford? People are going to say, you know, that's the biggest cop-out right there. People are going to say that Rob Ford was hanging out with a rapist. 
He's like, people are not going to say it. You said it. You're the first guy I heard said it. Then just, <laughs> That's exactly. exactly true. He just threw it out there, man. That's all you got to say. But it's kind of like if Mike Vick comes to town, they're going to ask him the same question. Uh, for the rest of his life, Ray Rice is going to get asked the same question. So yeah. you got to learn how to answer that question. And I don't think they will, basic media trading says that. I don't think, like, let's say Mike Vick came here, hung out with uh, Rob Ford on a night, and he's going to go interview, do the same interview, and the guy's <laughs> like, uh, what do you think of a convicted uh, animal abuser hanging out with uh, with Rob? Like, it has nothing to do with anything at that point. Yeah. He's, a, he's a sports celebrity. He did his time, and he came back, and he's done his thing. He's exposed himself about all different things. And he doesn't need to be labeled that way anymore. You know what I like, though, is the reaction from Nathan Downey. He's like, oh, come on. Come on, man. Yeah. That guy is a rep. He's a shit. (laughs) I agree with Mike. I wish he knocked him out. Uh, He deserved to get knocked out, man. This is incredible. Mike Tyson, one of a kind. Yeah. Comes up here and gets, you know, tries to get punked by some uh, nonsense journalist. So... Still, I'd, l- I'd love to hang out with Mike one day. Yeah, oh yeah. It sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like you're feeling Nathan Downer. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I just, I, I like the, the moment, you know, I, I live for moments like that. I, I just like the situation, but I don't think it was like, when I heard about it, I thought, oh, he must have said something like, really, to get him going. I don't think that's something that really gets somebody going. So. No. No, but Mike is like, especially when you come with uh, offside questions like that, here and there, you're probably just like, all right, man, who the hell are you? Yeah, but there's that just shows why was Mike Tyson with like the promoter of the event right beside him? <laughs> because Mike don't know how to answer some things. Yeah, Mike is the best. Yeah. He's the best. All right, man. So I, I'm going to have to go get the ribs ready. Yep. It's a big yep. game tonight. Get them ready. I got the over, so let's keep the uh, let's keep the scoring high tonight, man. Lots of Antonio Brown, lots of Bell and Blunt show, and uh, I think Smitty's gonna put a little bit of hurt into uh, into the Steelers. You gotta love that Smitty's playing for Baltimore now. <laughs> I kind of do like it. I always love Steve Smith, so yeah, yeah, he's good, man. But I think we're gonna ball hard. Go Steelers! All right, man. Enjoy. Oh uh, yeah.